Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 17th day of February. It's a Friday. I hope you've had a great week. We do not have a long-form Friday on deck for you today. Instead, we're going to go with Jacob into the wilderness in the 28th chapter of Genesis, where he will lay down to go to sleep and have a dream that will set the course of his life and will ultimately be fulfilled in Christ. So I want to show you the dream. Let's set it up, show you the dream, and then show you how Christ, what Christ does to this to bring this full circle. This is a real interesting sort of old world, new world. You could even say Old Testament, New Testament contrast. It's not quite right to say it's an Old Covenant, New Covenant contrast, because we're not actually in the Old Covenant, but... The writers of the New Testament did tend to call everything in the Old Testament the law or the prophets. So this is a difference, a contrast in the law and everything else. The, the context is in the 28th chapter that Isaac and Rebekah send Jacob back home to marry someone from his own kin. This was commonly done to keep inheritances in the family. Israel will eventually legalize this, make it part of the Torah code that you were not to marry outside of the tribes of Israel so that wealth and inheritance stayed literally in the family. That had nothing to do with race. That had nothing to do with class. That had to do with familial inheritance. And we see the source of that in Isaac going to marry Rebekah. Now, Jacob is going back. Ultimately, will end up with a cousin, but he's on his way there. This is both to go find a bride and to run from Esau, showing us that you can do two separate things at the same time and that you can have two different motivations at the same time. Not everything is black and white. Some things there are multiple motivations for doing it. Jacob has the motivation of finding a bride, but he also has the motivation of staying alive because Esau's on the hunt. Jacob goes down into the wilderness and comes to a place where he sleeps and dreams in verse 12 of a ladder set up on the earth and the top reached to heaven with the angels of God ascending and descending on it. This is probably a shade of the Tower of Babel story. Not not as if he's dreaming of Babel, but remember the Tower of Babel was built so that the top could reach up to heaven. And that didn't mean that man was building a tower that could go all the way up through the universe and find heaven in some cosmic place but rather that it went up really high and that so this is a shade of that okay so in his dream he sees this ladder probably steps that reach up into the heavens and the angels of god ascending and descending on it and the lord stood above it and said i am the lord god of abraham your father the god of isaac the land on which you lie i will give to you and your descendants god doesn't say i'm your god he says i'm the god of your father and I'm the God of your grandfather. There's a visitation happening in this vision in which God, who is the God of Jacob's father and his grandfather, is visited so that Jacob can make God his God. There's not been an acknowledgement by Jacob that God is his God at this point. 
God tells him, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, spread abroad to the west, east, north, south. In you and in your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is the same wording that God gave to Abraham and then that God gave to Isaac. Behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Now, Jacob sees God in a vision visit him from the top of a ladder. God descends down to bring to Jacob a vision and a promise. And the vision is angels going up and down. This is a glimpse into the heavens. And the promise is that I'm not leaving you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bring something to pass through you. When Jesus comes in the Gospel of John, the first chapter, he is introduced to Nathanael, who says, Can any good come out of Nazareth? Jesus spots Nathanael under a tree, calls his name, and Nathanael is stunned. How did you know my name? And Jesus says, If you're impressed that I knew your name, well, then you're going to be blown away. He said, because if you'll follow me, you're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, Nathaniel had just been called an Israelite indeed in whom was no guile. Jesus' way of saying this guy knows his biblical stories. So Nathaniel no doubt knows the Jacob story from Genesis 28 in which Jacob sees a ladder to the heavens and God standing at the top of it and angels going up and down. But where is God? At the top of it. To Nathaniel, Jesus says, follow me and what you will see is the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. If that be the case, then where is Jesus going to stand? And that is at the bottom of that ladder. And Jesus uses this illustration on purpose because a good Jewish man like Nathaniel knows that when God revealed himself to Jacob, he revealed himself by angels going up and down on a ladder in which God spoke to Jacob from the ladder. But now here's Jesus. And Jesus is speaking to Nathanael, stating that he's at the bottom of the ladder. And that if that be the case, then heaven has come to earth not earth trying to ascend to heaven. This is what I meant a moment ago when I said this is a great contrast between all of the law and all of God's grace. Under the law, we get the mentality that it is us climbing a ladder to achieve. But in Christ, we notice that he climbed down the ladder to give. God is not calling you up the ladder. God is speaking to you as he comes down the ladder. So, yes, you can still say heaven is up. I'm going up when I die. Whatever. But the truth is about the covenant, he has made promises to you that he fulfills in Christ. And where did Christ go to make them happen? Down the ladder. All the way down to us. So that we could receive here what he paid for over there. Tomorrow we'll watch as Jacob makes an altar and then does something very unusual in his prayer. See you then. God bless.